Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Ashton, and today we are going to be talking about um, the bubble situation and a little bit of a summary today, um, summary type of day. I might go off, uh, I will potentially be going off on the Packers. Um, It's well overdue, and uh, I got some thoughts on that. Um, I'll be talking about um, the bubbles and uh, how those are situating in, in all the sports today. Um, and yeah, so let's get started. So last time on my podcast, uh, it was back in February. I think we all remember, uh, February very well. Um, that was a while. And then a month later, uh, coronavirus, as we all know and love today, not really, we all hate it. Um, coronavirus happened in the middle of my spring break and, I think we were about to do a podcast then, and it just didn't happen, and then I know my pastor had a baby along the way, so that kind of delayed some things. It's it's not his fault that we weren't able to do this at all. It just kind of timing and all of that um, along the way, so um, anyways, but back to the subject at hand. Uh, so, yeah, coronavirus kind of stopped all sports in general. Um, it kind of started becoming kind of hectic out there because um, we didn't know what this new virus was, and we were trying to be safe and uh, basically quarantine and, and stop all sports around the world. So that's kind of what happened. Um, what LeBron did um, in the NBA, he start, he had just beat the 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 Clippers. He had just beat the Bucks. He started to show his MVP campaign, and then the whole world got shut down by coronavirus, and now we're kind of left on a uh, cliffhanger in the NBA on who the MVP is going to be because we we don't know, and uh, they'll they'll. And what's kind of interesting um, with the NBA and this bubble, these bubble atmospheres. So the NBA is in a bubble right now. They're in Orlando, and uh, they're doing their scrimmages tonight. The Lakers and Clippers face off at 8 p.m. tonight on TNT. If you are wanting to know, um, they are doing their first actual. Um, they go through. Every team is going to go through. There's 22 teams at the bubble. And uh, the Lakers and Clippers are playing tonight. This is one of their eight regular season games. And uh, they just got done playing their scrimmage games, which aren't really for anything. It's just for them to get back into game shape and uh, leading, ramping up right into the playoffs. And uh, that's basically what this whole uh, bubble situation is for, is to basically go into a bubble and kind of contain and, and test every day. The testing is pretty regular now to the point where they, they're they testing everybody. And so far, there's pretty much uh, no coronavirus um, inside the NBA bubble as of right now. And so uh, that's really good overall. Um, other sports like MLB. MLB is having a crisis on their hands right now with the Marlins situation and uh, – I ha- I uh I don't think so I'm going to switch over to college football here. Um college football is kind of they're watching the Marlins and the NFL right now. 
um, situation, what's happening over there. So college football, um, I have, I've talked to uh, a source. Um, his name is Keon Stowers. Um, now, this was a couple months ago. This was before recently, so I would have to talk to him again, but this is going based on a couple months ago um, when I talked to him. I, If you don't know who Keon Stowers is, he used to play uh, college football for KU, and he works at KU as a KU Endowment. That's what it says on his uh, Instagram page. So right now, um, he... I, I saw him a couple months ago in the in the Chick-fil-A uh, drive-thru, and I got to, talk to talking to him about, um, is there, do you think uh, there will be a college football season to be played? Um, me, personally, I don't think so. Him, he's he is thinking and saying, heads over heels, yes. Um, they, they are going to find a way to fit. To figure out how to play college football this season, that there will be college football played this fall, and I know the college athletes, most if not all, probably want to play, but there are health risks involved to those that are are have health risks. Obviously, um, that they could be at higher risk of catching the coronavirus and potentially making things worse for themselves health-wise. That being said, for those players, those are probably they're probably going to take a back seat, probably not play. Um, those are I haven't heard of any major college athlete not playing due to coronavirus. I haven't heard any of that. Um Otherwise, I mean, I think they're just going to go ahead and play. Um, that's the thing. But this, we're kind of in the second wave as of right now. The third wave is pretty much going to hit when fall and flu season coincide. And so that's kind of when college football starts. And so they might start finishing their season. We'll see. I know that they are delaying their sports as of right now. Um, the the delayed uh, due date has not been uh, said yet. They are they are trying to delay uh, their fall sports as of right now. NCAA has said that, so that's what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of something to keep your eye on. Um, I get I usually get all my my information from ESPN is pretty much what I get my information from and what I watch every day. So. Um, but yeah, and the MLB right now, if you haven't really watched the Marlins, the Marlins right now, they are imploding with, uh, coronavirus cases. Um, so right now Marlins have like up to 17 cases that includes coaches and players, um, uh, with the MLB, they're more, they don't really confine who, who has the coronavirus, who doesn't, they don't really say that. They just say, we have this amount of cases, and that that's who. And uh, they don't really say who, which that's that's their right. That's um, that's totally fine. I'm okay with that. Um, but 
Yep. So the Marlins are imploding as of right now. They don't really have an MLB roster to go and play a game, and they have to quarantine anyways for X amount of days. I, I'm not sure how many days they have to quarantine as of right now, but um, I know that the usual quarantine is, is if you have coronavirus, it's, it's up to two weeks. So with basically 40% of their roster up just like having – being tested for coronavirus, you now have to quarantine for for two weeks, and that's just that's kind of. I know a couple of friends of mine have have gone to Florida, actually had corona, and they had to quarantine when they came back. When they had to quarantine in their room for for two weeks straight, so it's that's kind of what happens. So, um, right now that's kind of what's going on in the MLB, kind of what's going on in the sports world. Uh. It looks like the NBA is kind of what's kind of the standard. Um, the bubble atmosphere is pretty much the best and safest plan that you can potentially have. The thing is, the MLB can't do that. The NFL can't do that. The NHL right now, I believe, is in placing their bubble right now. I don't really, really cover soccer, but that's what I just saw on uh, ESPN on Instagram uh, before I started this podcast today, but um, yeah, that those are they're doing their bubble situations, and neither of them really have coronavirus. Uh, uh, the bubble locations don't. I'm just gonna say it as of right now, the MLB is doomed to fail without the bubble. The same with the NFL and. Uh, the NFL actually had 25 players recently just opt out, and one of those players was Devin Funches. Devin Funches, if you know the name, uh, went uh, is a free agent, and he went to Green Bay. So I'm going to obviously go on my Green Bay rant now. Um, Green Bay, if you haven't been paying attention, um, the draft, if, if you don't know what happened in their draft— I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. So, Green Bay um, drafted Jordan Love with their 26th. Um, uh, that was their first pick overall. Uh, it was he, he was 26th overall. Um, he was a late first round pick. The Packers were in the NFC Championship game, if you recall, in January. Um, and they had gotten beat by the 49ers, um, and how the 49ers basically beat them was with the run. Um, the 49ers didn't really throw it, and when they did it, it wasn't, it was to Debo Samuel, and that's kind of, Debo Samuel is actually injured right now, so it'll be up in the air if he's, if he'll be okay, if he's coming back. I think he broke his foot, which is, uh, all prayers to him, nothing but the best. Um, but, um, yeah, so the Packers, back to the Packers, um, the Packers drafted a quarterback, Jordan Love. That wasn't a need necessarily. That that was the farthest thing from a need because um, Aaron Rodgers is still doing good. It, it wasn't like he had a bad game. It was overall they just got – they were – 
the 49ers were just a superior team. They obviously beat them um, from head to, from the start of the game to the end of the game. 49ers were just the overall better team. Everybody knew that going into the game. As a Packers fan, you had hope, but it was just kind of you were hoping that they were going to pull it off. You, you knew in reality they probably weren't, but you can always hope for the best. And uh, so this, if you didn't know this, but um, if you didn't know, now I'm going to tell you, this Packers were in desperate need of a receiver. Devin Funches is a receiver, and he opted out. He is one of the 25 players that opted out. Well, in the draft, they didn't really draft a receiver, which is a need on the team. And when I'm putting it like that, if the Chiefs, if the Chiefs did this, I would lose my mind. Um, if Patrick Mahomes was in his at the latter years and came off an AFC Championship game, but the team was like you know, we're not going to put any talent around you because we think we can develop talent here. And you've been developing talent for years, which he's only really developed. Uh, Devontae Adams is really who he's only developed. Um, he he inherited Greg Jennings. He inherited uh, Donald Driver. He inherited uh, Randall Cobb, uh, James Jones. Uh, Jordy Nelson, just to list off uh, the Packer wide receivers that they've developed over the years. But that was back in 2010, 2011. This is 2020. The only wide receiver that they've actually developed well and is now really good is obviously the name I keep saying, Devontae Adams. And that's it. That There, there is no other good w- wide receiver. So give Aaron Rodgers some help, Green Bay. And they tried doing that (laughs) in free agency. Devin Funches, well, he opts out. He's not available. And they didn't draft a single wide receiver in arguably the greatest wide receiver draft of all time. I kid you not. Justin Jefferson, if if you don't remember his name, he was the LSU wide receiver that went off in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl for four touchdowns against Oklahoma. Look that game up. He dominated in that game. He was he dra- he got drafted by the Vikings. Um, C.D. Lamb. He got drafted by the Cowboys. Uh, Henry Ruggs the third. He got drafted by the Raiders. He's speedy quick. I mean they and I was listening to the. NFL analysts, they had wide receivers that you could draft from the first round to the seventh round. So there is no darn excuse on planet Earth why the Green Bay Packers didn't at least draft one. I'm not asking you to draft four of them. One would be fine. And that's telling me with the Jordan Love... um, with the Jordan Love draft pick, with not drafting a single need really on your team and trying to become more of a run-type offense is basically what they're doing. Um, They're not really putting weapons around Aaron Rodgers is what they should be doing, which is what a win team now 
mindset is, they're more of preparing for the future and winning for the future when you're in a when you just came off of NFC NFC championship game and you're basically telling the uh, all your fans, all your players, we're not in a win now situation. We're not doing that. We're we're more of a we're build for, we're building for the future, and that is the dumbest thing an organization in my mind can can possibly do. I understand building for the future, but don't do that when you just came off an NFC Championship game. That's just ridiculous. You're you're in a position. You're in a primed position. If you get a wide receiver, you're basically in Super Bowl contention again, and like draft. Like if they drafted Justin Jefferson, that that would have put that would have been a great wide receiver tandem, and that would have made them a threat in the pass game. That would have definitely made them a threat in the run game, a balanced offensive attack. Because that's what the Chiefs did in the Super Bowl. They had a, a balanced offensive attack in the Super Bowl, and guess what they got in the end? A Super Bowl ring. Also, it took the the dumbness of of. Michael Shanahan to also be like, oh yeah, by the way, we're just going to throw it and not run out the clock like we should do, like I should have done in my other job with the Falcons. And, you know, when I had that 28-3 to lead, blew that one too. So, you know, Michael Shanahan, I, I give him a lot of crap, but it's well-deserved. Um, at the end of the day, it's just Packers. You're you're not really giving yourself. You you weren't doing yourself any favors by that. You were building for the future when you are in a win now situation. That's what I don't understand. And if the Chiefs were to ever do this, I I would stop becoming a Chiefs fan. I would literally just not. I would I'd probably set my gear on fire. <laughs> I wouldn't lie. I I'd probably do that. Um, just because that that sends a bad uh, message to the fan base, that sends a b- bad message to the players that are there that are trying to win now, that are trying to build this win now organization. And as a as a player, as a free agent, you're you're signing there and you're thinking, oh yeah, we're we're in title contention, like obviously. And then the organization makes these moves that are basically saying, oh, we're we're gonna win three years down the line. Oh, we're going to be in a win-now situation four years down the line. Even with Aaron Rodgers' contract, this is this is what even gets more head-scratching. He's hitting the cap so hard on his team they, that it's really impossible for them to even move him as of right now. And that's because he's hitting that that hard on the cap I think he's hitting like almost 40 million on the cap and that's like that's a lot if you if you haven't been keeping track and and he just signed a contract recently that was like two years ago and and he's got like another two three years left on his deal that's that's what's that's what's mind-boggling to me because the, it's like the GM didn't really think about any of this because he's like he didn't really think Oh yeah, I just recently signed Aaron Rodgers to be a Green Bay Packer for life, and but yet I'm trying to move on from him. So that's where 
I get a little ticked off. That's kind of why I wanted to go on this rant and talk about it because, you know, uh, it just it's just something that it really got on my nerves. So, yeah. But now uh, Aaron Rodgers is great. Aaron Rodgers has been doing and saying all the right things. Um, but, yeah, he's he's definitely not going to be in Green Bay um, after two years because um, he's – I I think – where he will land, I think what Oakland right now, Oakland I think is the team that he's going to land. They've had question. Uh, I know that the Raiders have had questions for years about David Carr, about is not David Carr, that's his brother, Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr, is he actually the MVP type caliber player that, he was giving an MVP type season, I think, four years ago now. Um, it was back in 2016. That was his best season, and uh, he hasn't played up to that level since. He's been kind of a uh, quote unquote crybaby, <laughs> and uh, just like just he's, they're not playing their best football. They Jack Del Rio was their head coach. I can't even tell you who their who their head coach is now. I just know they're not going to really be all. Oh, it's obviously it's Gruden. It's John Gruden, but um, John Gruden's their the head coach, which I mean gives them hope, I guess. But um, yeah, but John Gruden um, had to deal with that Antonio Brown situation. <laughs> Sucks for them, but classic Raiders. Um, yeah, so he, the Raiders now, uh, they're kind of, they're again, they're building for the future. But um, with the draft pick of Henry Ruggs, that was a really great draft pick. They have Darren Waller as their tight end. Um, the only reason I know this is because I do, uh, I I play games like Madden 13, and I just, uh, I, wanna, I want the rosters to be like kind of like more up-to-date, I guess. And so what I do is I go... And I go into uh, create a player because you know you can do that, and uh, basically make the roster kind of like look more modern. If I were like if I were to play Madden 13, it would kind of look more of a Madden 21 type roster, if you know what I mean. That's kind of what I like to do, that because you know I'm bored and I like to do that, and uh, so that's kind of what I do. And uh, so that's kind of why I know these names. I, Whenever the Raiders play, I know that the Chiefs are going <laughs> to knock them out of the park. And sometimes I watch because, you know, it's the Raiders, and I like to watch them get beat down sometimes. But um, the games to me really haven't been competitive when, whenever they play against each other, so I don't really watch. <laughs> so, but yeah. So I'll, I think I'll definitely be watching more because – Henry Ruggs, um, if you don't know who he is, he's more of a uh, he's a speedster is basically what he is. And so he's more of a uh, I'll give you a example. He's a Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is very explosive. He can do all things, and that's basically they're gonna that's how they're gonna use Henry Ruggs, and that's what he's gonna be like. He's gonna be on punts and kickoff returns. He's going to be kind of that gadget player that they move around on the offense where. He just kind of motions and basically making the uh, 
quarterbacks' life a lot easier so they can just send people in motion and be like, okay, is it is the defense playing a zone or, or are they playing a man? How you can tell is um, if the guy that is supposed to be defending Henry uh, follows him around. Um, sometimes they do that. Sometimes uh, if they run around and chase the guy, it's man. Um, if they don't, it's a zone. Sometimes uh, they'll just have a safety kind of keep an eye on a guy like that, and sometimes they'll be – they try – what defense is tried to do is they try to disguise their defense, try not to give away what, they're, what they obviously are in. Um, so sometimes they'll follow the guy around, but sometimes be in his own. So – but most of the time, they're in man, so you can obviously tell. But every once in a while, they'll follow him around and, and sometimes be in his zone. But they got to sprint back to their zone, obviously, of, of what part of the field that they're covering in. So that's that's what they do. I, I just know all of these things because I play – that all, that's all I play is NBA 2K and Madden all the time. So obviously, I put up 60 points a game on eight minutes that's what i do all the time and you guys must think i play rookie no i play pro obviously um which is the next level up from rookie um but um i could play on the madden level um all all madden level i just don't want to that's i i just like to play pro and put up 60 points that's just me but um Okay, so 2K. Um, 2K is pretty fun. I like playing 2K because I can. Uh, I like doing. Uh, I like seeing how the game operates in pick and roll situations, and just shooting the the lights out of the three ball. That's kind of what I do. And speaking of shooting the lights out of the three ball, I wonder how the Lakers are going to do that this this year because um, I know that they signed J.R. Smith. And that's what they've been doing recently. Um, they signed him because uh, one of their teammates, uh, Avery Bradley, had to opt out because his son um, is at high risk for uh, potentially uh, catching corona because uh, his son has a health concern and health issues there. And that's, that's uh, within... Avery, Avery Bradley's right uh, to opt out, but the thing is, Avery Bradley is a really great defender, and he became um, that fifth player in the lineup where um, their closing lineup would be Avery Bradley, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and uh, the fifth player is kind of losing my mind, but... Um, Essentially, he'd be that fifth player. And uh, now they're kind of in that spot where they only got four players. And I'm actually looking this up as we speak. But um, And so right now the Lakers are trying to figure out the uh, – the, the closing lineup, I think J.R. Smith will be kind of the 
part of the uh, the closing roster roster uh, taking his spot. Um, I think they were going to have Dion Waiters in there as well. I think Dion Waiters was going to be uh, the the guy that was going to be um, that fifth guy. So they could have Jr. and uh, Jr. Smith in there as well. So what their closing lineup would be would be uh, Dion Waiters, Jr. Smith. Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. That could work. Also, they could swap out J.R. Smith for Alex Caruso if they were um, in a defensive situation because um, if um, Alex Caruso is the third best defender in the league when it comes to guarding out beyond the three-point line, Avery Bradley was the best. Um, Alex Caruso comes in third on that list. And the and just the league in general, um, but oh, Danny Green, Danny Green. So okay, I know what the lineup was going to be. It was going to be LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, and that fourth player. It could be, or the fifth player could be, Alex Caruso, Dion Waiters, or J.R. Smith. It was going to be one of those three guys. Well, originally it was going to be average. Avery Bradley, but him being gone, it it could be either it could be one of those three guys. It, it's going to be between one of those three guys coming down the line. But you know who the Clippers lineup is going to be. It's going to be Montrezl Harrell, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, um, Lou Lou Williams, and Patrick Beverly. That that that's going to be the the closing lineup for the Clippers. That's why I say that. So that's kind of what's going on down in the bubble, kind of lineups-wise. And uh, so the Lakers and Clippers, obviously, they face off tonight um, at 8 o'clock on TNT. And the thing is, we... Lou Williams, I believe, is still in quarantine, so he's... Because he... uh, he left the quarantine for a a, a personal matter. Uh, I think a a friend of his had had passed away and died, and he went to the funeral. And he went to Magic City. If you don't know what Magic City is, it's a strip club. But he only went there for the wings, is what he said. So I'm gonna take his word for it. And apparently, he got in and out in 20 minutes. And I've never been to Atlanta. Um, I've never had their wings at Magic City. Never been to that strip club. I don't go to strip clubs in general, but um, the 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 wings there are pretty good. I've heard from Kendrick Perkins and, and other sources that the wings are pretty good there, but um, but that the weight is what's kind of you're you're there a lot longer than twenty minutes if you're waiting on the wings. So. What Bomadi Jones said was, well, he must have called in advance. Well, any smart guy would call in advance. If if you're go- if you know that it's going to be a wait, then you could call ahead. And if he wore his mask and everything, I I see I'm kind of the same way 
as Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady didn't really see this as a problem, and I don't really see this as a problem either, as long as he as he followed the CDC guidelines and all that, as, as long as he wore his mask and he was in and out in 20 minutes, then I don't see the problem in that. Um, it's just the idea of going to a strip club is, I guess, what's um, mind-boggling to other people. And why are you going to a strip club when you said you were doing these family matters? Well, he went there to get food, obviously. That's the only reason he's there. That's that, And that's what he said. He was in and out in 20 minutes. And I guess you got a show for 20 minutes. And then you were gone and and had food with you. So that's I think it's a valid excuse. I mean, you can't tell people what they can and cannot eat outside the bubble. That's kind of what my thinking is. And so where you can and cannot go. I mean, there there are places where you can and cannot go, obviously, but strip club, if it's just for the food, then and I and some people do go there just for the food, for those wings. That and that's what has been said. So I'm going to take the benefit of the doubt. I'm I'm taking the benefit of the doubt of the player in this situation of he's in the right, not in the wrong. So that's where I stand on that. Uh, I'll let you, if if you have a different opinion on that with me, well, we can have a friendly discussion about it, I guess. But it, it doesn't bother me that he was at Magic City getting wings. It doesn't bother me. But now he's serving a 10-day quarantine because of that, so he's going to miss tonight's game because of it. So that's what they've been talking about on ESPN. So... Uh, but all in all, I have the Lakers still as the favorites in my eyes, um, in the bubble, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, what they were trying to do this whole season, and this is kind of where I feel bad for them, but at the same time, I don't, they had been working so hard to get the best over, like just have the best best record in general and if they were to enter the finals they would obviously have home court advantage well home court's not really a thing anymore because there's no fans and attendance in the bubble and uh so now you're just kind of watching and uh watching all of this over the tv instead of having this at your arena and um, I understand why the NBA is doing this bubble and all that, and it's really great. And I'll probably wrap this up in a couple, uh, this podcast up in a couple minutes. I'm not trying to have everybody stay too long today. But um, what I really like the NBA doing is being proactive and having outside ideas of having the bubble and trying to continue a season. Now, there's no guarantees of this season at all, but. Um, they're just trying to get to a champion, which I understand and respect. And they're trying to give us some entertainment, obviously, because we are short on entertainment. Um, there's only so many things that we can do and, and watch and see. And But sports is kind of our uh, getaway from society. And uh, so I understand that from, from that perspective. And uh, 
So thank you guys for listening today. And um, like, subscribe. I post where I talk about all my stuff on YouTube, on Spotify. So I am on multiple platforms. If you have all forgotten, um, you can just look up the simple name of Ashton Baker Podcast. Um, you can just uh, – I believe it's capital A, capital B, and capital P. A, B, and P. Uh, make sure those letters are capital. Um, and uh, it's kind of one of the first things that pops up on Spotify. I know that because I looked it up. So just make sure you like, subscribe, and um, if you are if you see my page on Spotify, go ahead and, f- and follow that. It's free, so – I have all my episodes there, Um, so if I have one missing from YouTube, my bad. It's on Spotify, so I try try to uh, post all my my YouTube videos up on YouTube. Um, Once I get the text message, I try to go ahead and post it immediately, so that way I don't forget. So um, if I do have a YouTube YouTube video missing, sorry, I'm... I'm going to have to try and find it. So um, thanks, guys, and have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.